Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, it is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Greg Sharp, Jessica Cootie with you here on a Tuesday night of Sports Island here on the Huskers Radio Network. People have been talking about day by day for some time now. This is a big project that has been Oh, a couple of years of undertaking, and it is ready to be shown on the big screen here in Lincoln coming up this weekend. And we are delighted to be joined tonight by Justin LaPera, who is the main producer for this movie about Husker football from 93 to 97. Justin joins us now. Justin, how are you tonight? I bet you're excited and ready for this week to get get. I bet you've been excited for this week to get here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely really excited. I think everybody that's been involved is uh, – Really stoked to finally see this on the big screen. Do you have your outfit all planned out for the premiere? <laughs> Still working on those details. Always fine-tuning little things here and there with the movie. So until the very last second, we usually don't stop until right before. So that'll be the last thing I, I figure out. Where did the concept come from? Why did you want to put this kind of movie together? So I actually... Grew up in Colorado, so I grew up a, a Colorado Buffs fan during the 90s. We're sorry. And, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So as a Buffs fan back then, you couldn't, you knew a lot about Nebraska because Colorado was actually pretty good back then. And yeah. it was always Nebraska that was always knocking them out. So you knew a lot about the program. You knew a lot about the guys that were going over to Nebraska. And so grew, growing up, I knew the stories behind those teams and what they accomplished. And over the years, started learning more, and um, my good friend Josh Davis played for Nebraska, and my offense coordinator, coach in high school, was uh, tough Tony, Tony Davis. So also knew a lot about Nebraska through that, and just thought it would be a great story to capture. I was surprised it hadn't been captured yet, and thought it was the ultimate sport, sports story um, from what Tom Osborne accomplished to all the stuff that the team had to go through to win those national championships. Yeah, we had Tony. Tony just got put in the Sugar Bowl Hall of Fame. We had him on here recently, and we had to we had to edit some of that interview. Tony got a little <laughs> out of line, as you probably can imagine. Talk about the the just kind of the concept of the movie. How does it lay out? Who did you talk to? Who's in it? Just give us some of the background on that. Yeah, so it's a it's a two part movie, and the reason it's two part originally was we were trying to do just one film, but the story was too big. And there was really two movies, two very different movies to, that needed to be told. Um, so we went ahead and we did 50 plus interviews from everybody from Bobby Bowden to Peyton Manning to Tom Osborne to most of the players on those teams, uh, Amon Green, Jared Tomich, um, Jason Peter, and how we got a lot of these guys in. We did sit down interviews, but we also did roundtable interviews. And it's really more of them just at a roundtable kind of sharing stories and that's where a lot of the really crazy stories that you really have never heard um, before come out is when they're starting to tell you things that were kind of kept secret in the locker room. Which probably now that so much time's passed, it's like, okay, we can talk about it now. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely. Um, there was a couple of times where I'd be interviewing one and I'd hear, hear a story and then I'd tell another person before we even got into it. Yeah, I, I heard this story. And they're like, wait a minute. They told you that. And so there was a lot of that going on, too. Um, but, yeah, a lot of them were like, you know, this is this is our legacy. We should be really proud of it. And I think um, sharing some of the struggles that they had to go through to to show what it takes to win a national championship and the way they did it and how they did it was truly remarkable. I think they realized that, you know, to, 
in order to tell that story, you have to get to tell everything that went on. In the modern world of college football, Justin, Alabama's the kingpin. That Husker era, they were the Alabama of that era, weren't they? They were, and I still think on, on paper that 95 team is the most dominant team in college football history. And, you know, you, th you think back to 93, going all the way through 97, they could have won a national championship in 96, and they could have won and should have won one in that 93 season, which would ultimately, if they would have had a run like that, no nothing never has been accomplished like that. So I would still put them right up there with, with Alabama, and I would say even if you take Tom Osborne's legacy, you're going all the way back to 1973 and only losing at most three games in a season. So the story really, we do tell that part of the story as well, of Tom's struggles, even having these winning programs, but the demand that was on him to win that national championship. Everyone has, you know, their favorite player, and obviously everyone loves Tom Osborne. But, you know, when you watch a documentary, like I go back to The Last Dance or some of these sports documentaries, and you see interviews and you see a different side, you kind of walk away liking people a little bit differently or someone stands out to you. Who, I guess, became your favorite character after doing all these interviews that might not have maybe been what you would expect to be your favorite? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that's a great question. I think... Couple guys really standed out in their interviews that were really fun. Uh, Dwayne Harris, uh, Troy Dumas, um, those guys, Jared Tomich are are some characters that you know you don't see a lot of interviews with them. And but the way they tell the story and what they dive into from Abdul Muhammad and Corey Dixon doing an interview together. I mean, they were all really good. I think you know th those guys stand out quite a bit. Tommy Frazier um, tells a heck of a story. And we really dive into the full Tommy Frazier story. Um, I feel like in some ways you've only heard one side or you've only seen the, you know, little pieces that build to maybe a different story. And so it was great to talk to him and also to Drew Beringer, who's uh, Brooke Beringer's sister as well. So we got some great insight um, from that family dynamic as well. Most of the former players, Justin, and we're, we're speaking with Justin LaPera, who's the, the producer of Day by Day, which is going to air this weekend here in Lincoln. Most of the players talk in reverence of Coach Osborne. Did that come across when you did the sit-downs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think even in the interviews, they still don't want to let him down. <laughs> and I think that's how Josh Davis, I think, was able to get a lot of them to maybe join in on the interviews was, hey, you know, this is, this is for Coach Tom Osborne, and I think – well, I'm, you know, once again, didn't want to let him down. Um, but yeah, definitely, I th the, you know, they really played for him. And that really shows in that 96, 97 season. Um, but that's a big, big theme in this whole series of these two movies is, you know, what, what Coach Osborne's going through. And in, in the end, this team rallying around him, spearheading this, this journey that they're all going on. I do a lot of video editing, not to the tune of, you know, two movies, two documentaries, like what you're about to put out. But I know like when you do an interview and it's fantastic and then you just there's a part where you just it kills you to leave it, leave it out, but you just don't have time for it. So you mentioned all those great stories that you didn't hear that we're going to get to hear that maybe we didn't know about going through it. Was there a story that you had to leave on the cutting room floor? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's some some locker room stories specifically that <laughs> I hated leaving on the cutting room floors. Definitely. Some of them, I don't think coach Osborne probably would appreciate having, having in film, but um, um, yeah, that was tough. Cause there, there, there's um, 
when you're doing, you know, you only have so much time, even in these two movies to develop these characters and to really kind of try to provide their full perspective. And so some of these stories you really need to do to build that. And so it's really tough pulling some of those, but a story I could tell you um, that was pretty interesting was with uh, Tommy Frazier that we're not going to be able to tell this side of the story, but you know, there's a rule, there was a rule in the locker room and the defensive, there's a section of the locker room where the defensive ends and defensive linemen basically all had their lockers and no one was allowed to enter that section of the locker room unless you were a defensive lineman or the linebackers. And essentially, I guess every day after practice, Tommy Frazier would walk through there as early as a freshman and get pounded on every single day after practice. And every single day he'd keep coming through that locker room, getting pounded and pounded by Dwayne Harris and the guys. Why did he do that? You know, I think when you hear more about Tommy Frazier's story, I think it was him saying, you know, you, you guys may have your rules, but I've only, I've got my own set, set ways of doing things. And as the leader, you know, he showed up and, um, you'll hear a lot about this about him not being very well liked, but it was because he really came in and said, I'm going to be the starter. I'm going to be the star and everybody's going to fall in line to, to what I want to do. And obviously upperclassmen and other teammates aren't going to take kindly to that. So that's a big theme that, but, but a part of that is also probably why they had the success they had with Tommy Frazier's being that kind of a leader. Um, but yeah, I think that was a big part of it. He was not too concerned about being liked. It sounded like. Scott Frost is the current head coach, and Trev Alberts is the current AD. Do they both make appearances in it? Yes. Yes, they both do. And Scott's interview was great, and Trev Alberts as well. Um, you know, Trev is, is a lot in this first movie because it's really a focus on that first national championship and getting to that point. And then Scott Frost, you're going to see a lot more in the second movie and his journey. And it's a pretty incredible to hear um, – from Scott, just what he went through. It was very tough on him coming to Nebraska after being at Stanford. And that he attributes to a lot of that molding, the type of person, the toughness he has today. Um, not only that, but then you go to movie one with Coach Osborne and some of his struggles and, and people wanting him to win those national championships right away and having these demands on him. And you see a uh, uh, con uh, a parallel connection there with Coach Osborne or with Coach Frost and what he's trying to do now with the program, and it's it was the the program and and the fans sticking with Tom Osborne through those that tough period, and I think it's so quick to just push your coach away if they're not winning right away. Whereas Tom really needed to develop that team and that culture, and it took him you know it took him twenty years to get the culture that he wanted. And that culture is what ultimately is the reason why they had that success. That's fascinating. I bet was Brendan Stye, he was terrible, I'm sure, in, in his appearance. <laughs> we work with him, obviously. Right. So, Brendan, yeah, Brendan was – Brendan's a character. So, we, we also – you know, he's, he's so big and dominant that we also got him on camera walking towards the camera doing parts of his interview. In fact, part of the trailer that we have that's out, as well as even in the opening – He's the he's kind of that final figure you see kind of coming at you, telling you what, about what kind of story you're going to have or story you're going to um, experience. And so, yeah, he's he's quite the character for sure and, and uh, has a lot of passion still behind that team and that, that time. 
He's nicknamed Tiny, by the way, Justin. Yeah. So just call him that the next time you see him. What? Okay. I was about to say that was brave of you to put a camera in front of him doing yeah. the tunnel walk. I, I mean, know. you would never know if he's going to just come right after you. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> he lay out, put out the cameraman for sure a couple times on that. Lay out what's what this week's like. When is it going to be shown? When can people see it? And then we're getting a lot of questions from people in our chat room tonight about if they don't live in Lincoln, when can they go see these? Yeah, great question. So. Uh, first, go to daybydaymovie.com. That gets you all the details on the screenings that are going to be in Lincoln. Um, also, you can get tickets there. But Thursday night's the grand premiere. So a lot of the former players, uh, Coach Osborne, a lot of people will be there on Thursday night. Um, then on Friday, we'll have another showing. And then on Thursday, and that's going to all three of those showings are going to be at the Rococo Theater in Lincoln. And we wanted to make it a very exclusive type of event um, strictly for Nebraska fans so that People could view it in a little bit of a different way than just going to a movie theater or going, you know, and just streaming it online. We wanted to allow people to come in as a community and really kind of have a more of a social event as well, where you're around fellow Husker fans um, mingling and you, and you get to watch this this movie that kind of relives the glory days of, of what Nebraska football was like and where, where it can still be today. And also for families to bring their kids that, you know, don't know much about maybe the history of Nebraska football. And so showing them why we have that passion for Nebraska and why the red means so much through because of the stories that like this one. But for those because Nebraska fans are across the country. So w will there be an opportunity at some point for fans that can't come to Lincoln to see it somewhere? Right. So, yeah, we will be showing it. Um, we're, we're mapping that all out. So we definitely want to get it all throughout the country as far as even Alaska, we've gotten requests. So we're going to have some different options where even Nebraska fans could even um, license the film to show it somewhere in an area to have a big screening if they want. But we'll also be providing screenings throughout the country. But we do want people to go on to daybydaymovie.com and let us know where you're located and, and where you want to see this. And, and we'll try to make it happen for sure. Last thing I got, what do you hope people feel when they uh, walk out of that movie theater this weekend? I hope everybody feels it's an inspiring story. I feel I hope everybody feels really inspired about what happened at Nebraska, um, what these players did for their coach and what their coach did for them and amongst all the adversity. And there's a lot of lessons in there from what we're dealing with in sports today. Um, to what it took back then to get to that level. And that's conflicting with a lot of things that are going on now. Um, so I, I hope people feel inspired and moved by it. Well, Justin, we appreciate the time. Congratulations. I can't wait to see this. I know Husker Nation is just a foaming at the mouth to get a look at your work and uh, the, some of the players that I've talked to that you talked to raved about you as a person. So thank you so much for giving us some of your time here tonight. Thank you, guys. really appreciate it. There he is, Hope Justin. See you guys this weekend. Sounds good. Justin LaPere, again, the main producer of Day by Day, going to be debuting at the Rococo Theater this weekend. And go, go to their uh, website and look up the information about that. He joined us on our Sports Alley Hotline, which is brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto family. Shop Woodhouse first, 18 brands, 16 convenient locations. Simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, buy online at woodhouse.com.